Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, the post-international break edition, um, obviously, as we look forward towards Brighton and a first three o'clock start to three o'clock kickoff for it's the first time this year, which which is a bit mental because um, it'll be one of the every other Saturday I would have been available to watch a three o'clock kickoff, except for the Saturday when I'm working. So uh Damn you anyway, gods of, of Saturday three o'clock kickoffs. You haven't made it easy on me. But um, I suppose before we get into that, Paddy, first of all, how are you doing? Not too bad, Neil. Uh, looking forward to some real football being back after the yeah. drops yeah. us poor Irish people have been served up to us for the last week or so. So happy <sighs> days that it's uh, back to real football, as they say, because there's yeah. been particularly poor. But uh, other than that, I'm fine. I, I must apologise to Ty Bracey. Um, I promised Ty that, that Ireland were going to score a goal and win. Uh, well, I think they only just actually needed to score a goal against Bulgaria. But um, yeah, I lost to Mizaka. So I do uh, I do apologise, uh, Ty, for Whoops. that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I keep my mouth shut in future. Um, but look, I, I suppose we'll, let's, have, let's have a little kind of dive and see what we can what we can kind of peel back i suppose the best news that we can have is the fact that aston villa have all of their players that went on international duty coming back and that they're in good form and good fettle and that they're um if they're not injured like trezeguet who's scoring goals while he was away bertrand Traore played while he was away after his his uh recent injury against um against Southampton. Uh, Jack obviously was as captivated the hearts of many, um, except for Danny Mills, who 
for is just basically doing what he gave out about Gabby Bonnehor doing. But uh, look, look, it's the media game, so we're, we're not going to not going to dive into that too much. Um, but he's not convinced, put it that way, by uh, by Jack Grealish. Uh, but Jack Grealish was England's st- standout player over the three games that that, were, that England played. Um, Tyrone Mings looks like he is uh, cementing himself in the absence of people like Joe Gomez inside there, making a very very big play to be a, a pivotal part, especially if if um, Southgate plays that back three. Um, just trying to think, Connor Horan is probably a foot and a half shorter after uh, the the. Irish games over over the last two weeks, he just ran himself into the ground for to no to no avail really because Ireland couldn't get any foothold in any of those games that they played. Um, it was really really uh, abject watching. Um, how were twenty? How Ireland are the twentieth best team in the world is just mind blowing. Haven't won the calendar year. Haven't scored in nearly eleven hours of football. How in the name of all that's holy, they're the twentieth best. International football team in the world. It just goes to show that the Nations League is flawed. It goes to show that the setup of it is flawed. Even what happened to Northern Ireland, Paddy? Did you see that? Did you see what happened to Northern Ireland? You couldn't like, make it up, could you? Fuck's sake! That kind, of, like, that kind of stuff usually happens to us. Like Northern Ireland. For those of you who don't know, Northern Ireland played Romania last night and drew one all. But because Norway couldn't travel to play Romania last week, Romania were given a three nil win. Sorry, because in Norway refused to travel. Romania were given a 3-0 win. So Northern Ireland get relegated. No, because Nor- because Romania were given a 3-0 win against a team that they were never going to beat in the first place. Mm-hmm. It is yep. insanity. Absolute stupidity. And uh I don't but know. The whole the whole thing, Neil, is insanity. When you when you some some countries were were hit worse than others. And I know we've we've discussed this. In, in text format for the for the last week or so, and even during the last international break, I find it hard to believe that some countries are testing their players properly because it's just it just begs belief why they're dragging players across the world. Like we we look at uh, Douglas Luis and Emmy Martinez have got to travel from South America back by the weekend, mm. and you've got. Uh, I've lost count of many Ireland players in just this week. That test the positive when they haven't gone anywhere. They've literally just used a different testing process that the FAO used, and they've detected COVID. 100%. And they've only gone from their clubs to play in Cardiff to play in Dublin, Wembley, Cardiff, Dublin. It's not like they've gone onto the continent and gone. To, like obviously they've flown to Ireland, but the, you know a half an hour flight is not going to cause that much consternation but it's, it's just I, I i just can't get my head around it i think it's absolute madness in it's, the times we're in to just exa- just put the pause button on forget about euro 20 or 21 whatever it is and just be happy that we have some live sport to watch but putting people at risk by dragging them around the world and it's not even the people that are putting at risk those those players and let's be like i know they earn a lot of money but they are only people They've got to come home to their families. Some of their families have underlying illnesses. Some of their family are old. You know, you have to protect people. You know, I, I knew this was going to happen. It would go off on a rant with this one. But it's, uh, you know, I, I just don't get it. And, and let's be honest, all those COVID cases, from our point of view, has cost us a place at Euro 2021 because we could, we could barely feel the team for the for the playoffs. And, and you know, this this run of this run of games has been as pointless as they get when 
you know, chances are we weren't going to be relegated from, even without scoring a goal in 11 hours, we haven't been relegated from the group, which shows how, how hard it is to be relegated. But look, it's it's a bugbear of mine. I think, I think keeping players in their bubble, travelling around their own country is fine, but put them on an aeroplane, you're just susceptible to so much. Yeah, my, yeah it, it does. Look, it, I got asked the question. I don't know about the answer, and, it, and it's it's kind of me playing playing devil's advocate. But especially within the Irish camp, like they're coming from Premier League and Championship teams, they're coming from th- those setups. Either the Premier League and the Championship teams' testing is flawed, or the FAI's testing is flawed. Now, to be honest with you, it's only when they come to play for the, play with the FAI that they get pinged for positives. So we mm-hmm. had Matt Doherty has now gone back to Spurs, ping for a positive. Um, we had Callum Robinson gone back to uh, West Brom, ping for a positive. And um, there was somebody else that was pinged as well. Uh, skips my mind. Um, for some reason, they're actually telling us who they are now. They wouldn't yeah, tell us at the start. <laughs> they wouldn't tell us at the start. Um, but so, so like... Somebody's testing there is either too rigorous or somebody's testing is too is too um, lenient, one or the other. Um, I'm not saying the players shouldn't be tested. They should be. But if some like what happened with Callum Robinson was a really strange one that he was tested by Sheffield, by um, West Brom on the Monday before he left, I think. And then by the Wednesday, yeah. or sorry, yeah, the Monday before he left. And then by the Wednesday, he, he tested positive. And I know, look, look, a day's incub- incubation can, can work, but mm. uh, look, it's, it's, it's just, it's, look, it's frustrating from a lot of points of view. If people were serious or if the teams were serious about mitigating the risk, if UEFA were serious about mitigating the risk, like there was international friendlies played this week. That's like whatever we're playing the Nations League stuff, the international friendlies. And um, Gareth Southgate has come out and said, uh, I think the Premier League need to look at having five uh, five subs, which to me makes no sense because what will happen is Premier League teams will play their best players up to the 70th, 80th minute, 70, uh, the 60th, 70th, uh, maybe 75th minute. They'll bring a player on for the last 15 minutes. Whereas if they got rid of that bloody game and they travel for that, that, that international friendly game, it would do players way more, way more Absolutely. benefit. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's that's that it's it's you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's frustrating. We, yeah. we have 120 days again before we have to watch the Irish football team play. And much now as I do want the Irish football team to progress, I think Stephen Kenny has been dealt the rawest of deals. There was over 60, I think it was 60% of the squad, 62% of the squad that he had picked in uh, from September, and that squad rolled over into this November internationals. 62% of that squad were unavailable when he picked them in September. So he's been dealt the raw deal, but man, it's been tough to watch. It's been tough yeah. to watch. So 120 days before we have to yeah. watch it again. <laughs> And well, unless look, you find a goal scorer, I can't find much uh, motivation to watch it, to be honest. All right, Paddy. All right. I'll start pounding the roads. I'll get back. I'll get my shorts back on. I must find my shin guards, but I, I, I'll i do it so if you, if you ask so nicely. Yeah. I won't score four goals in one game. So um, against Granny United and in the Desmond League that, in Limerick. Yeah. That, that's enough to get you picked alone, I'd say, at this stage. How many other Irish strikers have scored four goals in a game? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's my claim to fame. Um, I, w- I will caveat it with by with the fact that I ended up in goals at the end of my career. So uh, versatile. My CV is looking good. My CV is looking good. 
Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about how much of a class soccer player I am, uh, but we could if we if if the people wanted to hear about that, we absolutely could. Um, what we're here to talk about, guys, is uh, Villa Brighton. We're back on the horse again with Aston Villa. Um, as we mentioned, we mentioned a couple of a couple of players there. Tyrone Mings must be beaming after his games for England, and Jack Grealish must think he's you know must be walking on air. Um, and actually, before we get onto this game, Paddy, I suppose those two players in particular. Isn't it kind of a bit refreshing to know, and I may eat these words again in 12 months' time or 18 months' time or two years' time, but these two guys don't seem like two guys that would be would think that they're Billy Big Bollocks after coming back from starring and playing pivotal roles for England. Like back in the day when we had a, a Villa player go to play international football, you could be guaranteed there was people in his ear looking for him to move to Liverpool, United and whatever. And I just don't get the feeling from these two guys that they're using Villa as that much of a stepping stone just at the moment, especially not Jack anyway. But I think mm. that both of them are very thankful for what Villa have done to, to help them in their careers. Um, what do you think? What's the... What's yeah, your... I, I, I agree with you there. I don't think any of them have any intention of going anywhere. Um, the two of them are obviously... You know, we we rekindled Tyrone's career and we made Jack's career, and you know, I think I think there's longevity in both of them. Um, always amazes me when when Jack goes away and does something special. All of a sudden, it's Man City want them now, and they want Douglas Louise back, and all the negativity is is back on on the clickbait uh, sites. Um, you know, it's going to take an astronomical amount of money to move either of those. Either way, bear in mind the contracts that they're mm. on. So I, I don't understand why people keep going about sharing this absolute tripe. There's no need for it. We don't need it. Definitely don't need it because we don't need any anything disrupting what we're we're trying yeah. to build here. And, when, and I, um, I think that's the thing. I don't think it is. And I don't think I don't think that the, the media rumors are disrupting it. Um like they might have done in years past. Like, oh, Jesus, I remember I was terrified for Gareth Barry to go on England duty. <laughs> terrified. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just no, don't it goes get back that forward, It goes back further even into the 90s. You felt that way about people playing for England. All of a sudden they were linked with everybody who had a bit of money to spend at the yeah. time. Um, I just I, the, only, the only person I worry about going somewhere at the moment is Douglas Louise for the simple yeah. reason he has the buyback clause so it's unfortunate it could happen um, it may not happen it, it may not be it may not you know the, it, it's not as cut and dried as as a buyback clause should be mm. but you know we'll see we'll see what it's probably the lesser of, of all our worries because we, we know that it is a possibility but um I, there's no there's no reason for us to sell um, you know pe- people saying that Jack should have signed for Man United at the moment we're a bigger club than Man United we're going places yeah, they're we're not. Still, still in transition <laughs> I don't care what anyone says Paddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah Villa <laughs> but we can, offer, we can offer more other, other than the European football <laughs> yeah that's that's the kind of Roy Carrot and blue tinted glasses I'm here for. That's the kind of <laughs> podcast I want. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Style Bucharest, bigger club than Man United because they're performing better in their league. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's what I'm here for. But I know I know what you're saying. Look, I I, I know what you're saying that like look, there's there's every team in the Premier League 
I, I would even say, I was going to say bar Liverpool, but I would say, yeah, do you know what I am? I'm going to say bar Liverpool. Every team in the league uh, would uh, would absolutely love Jack Grealish there. I think Liverpool would make it work, but I just don't think that they, if he if he went to Liverpool, he'd get a, he'd get a game straight away because yeah. of the intricate nature of the way that they play. But like every other team, like he just slots in. Every other team in 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 probably in European football at the moment, he slots in. And Dan Bardell said it previously that he thinks he would get into any any club side in Europe at the moment and it's 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 hard to disagree with it at the minute the way he's playing it really is hard to disagree with it um because he's uh you know he's 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 unlocking his potential game by game is Jack Grealish mm. and, and and look as I say we have him we have him on a contract for five years um so yeah. like, like honestly I, I can't see him I can't see him wanting to go anywhere else in in, no. in the Premier League I, I do think we will lose him eventually, but I imagine that's going to be to a PSG or a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. But I think that's way, way, way down the line at the moment. And I'm, I'm not. It's something I'm, I'm not even thinking about because I don't think there's any danger of it happening. Mm. We don't sell players to big clubs like that, or to sorry, we don't sell players to clubs at the same stature, same, same size as us, um, like PSG <laughs> or uh, or Barcelona or Real Madrid. As I said, I've I've always had it in the back of my mind. I've always had it in the back of my mind that he'll play that he would play for Dortmund. I think that ship has sailed now, considering the routes they've gone down, the young players that they've found. But uh, mm. look, as I say, we you know, we we don't even want to be discussing this because I I don't think it's going to go anywhere for for uh, a long time to come, considering that. He basically has everything he needs at Aston Villa, bar titles. Um, and who's to say they won't come in the near future as well? Because uh, uh, we're fucking huge, lads. And this club is huge. Um, but uh, getting back to, I suppose, Villa and Brighton. Um, I think this is a tricky a tricky assignment for, uh, for Aston Villa at the weekend. I think Brighton are a tricky assignment. They've got a... They've got a core of players that are dogged, and, and and I think the Premier League is being split into kind of two at the moment. You have you have a core of, of teams in the Premier League that are grinders and will grind out games like the Burnleys, like the like. And, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Absolutely, I don't because there's there's no right right or wrong way to play football, but you've got teams that are I suppose really technically and systemically set up brilliantly to to um to to the nth degree i think graham potter is a very good uh, very good coach and i think that's what he's done with brighton their defensive um their defensive statistics are are, are pretty good and they're they're a very good defensive team and then they've got that bit of nastiness up front with neil mope and uh, and the likes up there but before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts, well, what's your view of um, of Brighton, Paddy? Are you are you as kind of apprehensive as I am about playing against Brighton? There's just something that doesn't sit well with me about that team. And, and, yeah, and, and I, I'm, beat them. I I I won't say I'm pessimistic about the weekend. I, I I think it'll be I think it'll be tight. I do think we'll nick a win. Um, I think I think we're just I think we're just a better side. Um. I watched them play Spurs a few weeks ago, and if if I was basing it on that, I I I, I didn't seem to have too many worries. But then he never played a striker that day, and it was mm. it was a pretty a pretty strange setup, you know. Um, considering who he has at his disposal, he di- he didn't play Danny Welbeck, and he left Mopai completely out of the squad, and he also made the strange decision of playing 
the reserve goalkeeper. So I know he's brought Matt Ryan in the week after, but Sanchez um, isn't it the goalkeeper? Sanchez, yeah, Spanish Bob as they call him. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know they're they're not they're not a bad side. Um, I think we're looking at Lewis Dunk still being suspended as well. He got a straight red, so I think that's a three match ban. Yeah, he's gone. Um, so. Um, that's that. Oh, that's a sorry. Plus. He is back. He's back. This is the first game. He's back. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but like, you know, they they have seasoned professionals there in the likes of Lalana, Dunk, uh, Adam Webster. I quite really like Tarek Lamptey playing on the right hand side. I mm. think he's a smashing player and, and quite capable of you opening you up. Um, so if if it is, uh, which we would imagine is this the same team. Um, my target's going to have his, his work cut out for him as well so um, and I'm sure Mopoy doesn't have any great love for us and would like to get one up on Dean Smith so uh, I'm sure he'll be leading the attack on, on Saturday so um, decent side um, Graham Potter always plays, tries to play decent football um, they play three at the back which might play into our hands too so It'll be interesting to see if if it transpires to be a regular three at the back, or or will it will they be will we have them on the back foot and forced it into a five? But uh, yeah, I see I see it as being tight, but I do think we'll nick it maybe one nil. But say we're still we're still waiting on that draw, and <laughs> it could very well come this weekend. Mm-hmm. If I remember rightly, last year they had the tallest back four. Slash back five because they did alternate between the two. Now you've got Dan Byrne there. I think Dan Byrne is roughly about the size of about half an Empire State Building. I think he's about six eight or something along those lines. <laughs> Adam Webster is a big boy. He's about six four. Lewis Dunk the same. Ben White is no slouch. Ben White is is an interesting player. Great great campaign last year with Leeds. Um and and Leeds tried to buy him. They tried very hard to buy him and and, and it just didn't transpire. Um, but uh, they've got a lot of defense, good defensive players there, as you say. Like you could see someone like Ben White playing defensive midfield. I think he's played there a couple of times this year, um, for for Brighton, and I think they are set up, as you said, to be obviously Terry Clapty uh, gets a lot of gets a lot of looks in, on the right hand side, as does Sally March on the left hand side. Should Sally March play there? But if they do go with a flat back four. Dan Byrne usually gets pushed out to the left-hand side. And I remember it was a hilarious photograph last year of, I think it was Gilbert and Dan Byrne kind of sizing each other up as Gilbert was going to go past him. And it was literally like, um, it was like Darby O'Gill and the little people, you know, to decide the size of, uh, the size of Dan Byrne that was there. He's a big boy. But they've got, like, they've, they've, um, other good defensive players like Joel Veltman, uh, the um, ex-Ix, uh, guy there as well, so they're, yeah. they're, I, I like I like the cut of their team. I like the way that they are. Um, as I say, it's uh, I think it's going to be going to be a, a bit of a slog. I think it will be a bit of a slog. Saying that, mm. now we're we're not too uh, bad going forward ourselves. We're better going forward this year than we were last year. And I think it was a Matty Target goal in the last the ninety fifth minute or something like that. Yeah. The one against Brighton last year. Um, so. Uh, Look, I'll take it again this year if we were to get a last minute goal Absolutely. against Brighton. Yeah. But it's they've it, a few they've a few players struggling as well. Um Aaron Connolly obviously looks like he's gonna be out as we yeah. saw with the Ireland setup. And Leandro Trossard is doubtful, as is mm. Sally March, who you mentioned earlier. So 
um, they will probably have to do some kind of rejig. So it'll be interesting to see what way they, they go about lining up. I can't imagine he'll do anything drastic like he did against Spurs, but then again, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, do you think Dean Smith will experiment? Uh, like, I'm just, I'm just conscious that that we had a ton of players, we had a, we had a lot of players on international duty. Like, yes, I, I it's, I, I, we spoke about it there prior to to kind of getting involved in that. If you look at our at our um, our starting eleven from the last the, from the last day, we had two, three, four, five. Six, seven, like uh, six of our of our starting eleven were on international duty. Do you think maybe? Well, do, do you think there'll be any changes? Do you think we could see Traore regain his right his right midfield role? Do you think we could see maybe Connor come back in there? I, I, I Connor did more running in the last three games for in that Ireland game, as mm-hmm. I said, than he probably did in the whole lot of. Than most people yeah. do in their careers, I, I don't know whether he'll be the one who'd slip, slip, slap back in there. But any changes, I suppose, is the question I'm trying to ask here. I can't see it. Um, I think the only possible change would be the the Trezeguet one if he's feeling anything, or if, the, if anyone came back carrying a knock, which we we haven't heard as such. Um, I didn't hear the press conference this morning, but they did speak of. Uh, I saw some of the quotes on Twitter and he didn't he mentioned that he hadn't spoken to his international players yet so he didn't know what kind of form they were in or if they were carrying anything but it, it doesn't seem like we're, we're bringing back any injuries that we've heard of um, what he did say is Bjorn Engels and Freddie Gilbert are unavailable so they must mm. be injured um, and Courtney House is only coming back to training today so probably unlikely to to feature. Um, didn't mention, I know there were some rumours of a, a Manny Cash injury last week, but maybe he's overcome that and maybe 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 it wasn't as bad as they feared, but we don't know enough about it. But it, it seems to be, uh, it seems to be that we've got a clean bill of health other than that. So the, the, I would imagine the starting 11 isn't going to change, bearing in mind that Trezeguet, I think, deserves to be starting because simply because of his performances over the last couple of games, I think he's been it's like a different player. You know, he, that old cliche, he's like a new signing. He really is like a new signing. He's, he's been a joy to watch. Mm. So um, if, if I was picking the team, it'd be the same team going out there. Um, it's good to see Connor getting the runs out because he needs that, that in his legs if he does need to step in or help or if, if anyone was picking up a knock or he felt the need to to take off one of the midfielders if if they're tired, you know, I'd imagine I'd imagine the tiredest of all the people coming back is going to be John McGinn because he's put in some shift over the last week. Yeah. And 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 bearing in mind the, the night of celebration they had as well. So fair play to him. Yeah. Um, they did they did very well to qualify. Um but that I can't see him dropping John McGinn for any reason other than he comes back with a knock. So for that reason, I, I just don't see why he would need to or want to. Bear in mind, we have a week until we've got to go again, so I don't, I don't envisage any changes. Yeah, I can't see any changes. Uh, I don't know whether it's me, my, my biased kind of glasses on at the moment, but I'm back to looking at the squad again, and I'm wondering who can get into the top eleven, who can get into the first first eleven. Um, 
Mm. I'm sure that will change over the course of the year. Like one person, I, I just don't think anybody that's there is better than what we have in the first 11. Even if you do a couple of, uh, uh, like if you start to tinker with the team from a squad rotation point of view, um, like, I, I don't know how happy I would be with El Ghazi coming in there instead of uh, in, in the right wing instead of Trezeguet or Bertrand Trory. I, I just don't know. I, I, I kind of want to accumulate points early as much as we can. And then, uh, and then Absolutely. maybe look to, to utilize our squad afterwards because we don't want to be chasing it towards the end of the season. Like, like make hay while the sun shines, I suppose, really, is what I'm looking, looking at here. Um, yeah. Um, one player we forgot in the international roundup apparently played very well for his country as well as Nakamba. So he's still knocking around there if, if needed. Um, you know, I, I just, for the life of me, I can't see where, where any changes are coming from. It's settled. It's working. He can he can rejig it a little bit with, with moving Ross Barkley around or John McGinn around to make it tighter or more expansive, whatever whatever he chooses to do. So, you know, I, I think until we're struggling with fitness or injury, I don't see the point in making any other, other changes. At the risk of repeating myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and, and I can see, look, I don't think Dean Smith is, wants to make those changes. I think he's very much in the same and the same boat as us is make hay while the sun shines, you know, mm. uh, accumulate points early. We've 16 points already in the league, yeah. you know, so, so accumulate them um, and, and see what way, see what happens. It's uh, 15 points, should I say, not 16, uh, 15 points in the league already and see what happens. Um, you said you could, you think that this might be the draw. It might be our first draw. Uh, I, I know I'm predicting we will narrowly win it, but okay. I, I think, I think there is a possibility that, uh, that this could be the draw that we've uh, we we were expecting to come. Exactly. Uh, it's it's due, obviously. So <laughs> we're bound to get him pick it up one one time or another. Um, exactly. And I I think if it's going to come, it's going to come from this one. That's just. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being pes- I'm not being pessimistic. No, it's just, no. They're 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 set out to 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 draw games. If. Uh, if they get a win from it, they're they're delighted. But from for me, that's that's just my opinion on it. Um, they play they play nice football, but it's not hell for leather trying to score goals kind of football. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think it's going to be really tight. But I can I can see us nicking it, be it one nil or two one. Mm. Um, but we've just just no way of knowing what what kind of team they're going to have together. I think I think if there's any any change up in what they're doing, then they're going to be, they're going to be in a bit of trouble. So fingers crossed that we can, uh, we can get three points out of it and continue the run that we've been on. Because uh, as you say, getting the points on the board is the most important thing. And bear in mind that we're, we're only five weeks out now from, from buying and selling players. So there's going, there's going to be a lot of to and fro once January comes with, the, yeah. with the, the clubs that are below us looking to get people on board. So, um, Let's just hold fire and see what happens between then and now. Yeah. Um, my my biggest kind of apprehension, I suppose, really is we're at home. Our form has been worse at home this year. It's been it's been fine, but it's it's like we we've had we've had the Leeds game uh, at home, and we can see two we can see at least two goals in our last three home matches in the Premier League. I don't know whether Brighton have the firepower to score two goals, but Mopey can get under people's skin. Uh, we know when when strikers have gotten under our skins before. They've they've uh, 
They've prospered, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Brighton haven't won against Aston Villa since stretch since uh, 1980. Would you believe Brighton haven't beaten um, Aston Villa since 1980? It's a run that stretches back ten games. Um, I'm not quite sure That's that they crazy. would beat us. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that they'd beat us this uh, this week either. Um, as I say, I, like you, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think the Villa will pull away towards the end. I'm not. I, I think we're going to win two 0 I'm going to go with two 0 as as my prediction for this, and um, it would see us in some very in a very very good position. Eighteen points from um, eighteen points from from eight games would be really really good return at the start of the season. Sure, fuck it, we're halfway to safety at that stage. We haven't even <laughs> come into Christmas yet, you yeah. know. So it's uh, it's it would be fantastic. Um, anything else that we missed off? Um, yes, we didn't talk about. No, I don't think so. Um, oh, there's just my main concern is that everybody's in full fettle after coming back from from international duty, which appears to be the case considering you know the game time that they played. Um, so fingers crossed that we don't have any injuries to worry about come come Saturday. Yeah. Um, and hope hoping for another three points. Yeah, as I say, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. We've looked for it all season. I was given out that we haven't had one all season. Then when we do, I give out because it's a Saturday at three and I'm working. Um, I will, uh, <laughs> I will find a way of recording the game or getting the game, um, getting the game recorded so that I can, uh, I can watch it back or, or, or see what the story is. But uh, yeah, yeah, look, here's here's onwards towards a, uh, hopefully another victory again on Saturday. Uh, so thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Um, thanks a million to Paddy uh, for coming on as always. You can find Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can find myself or you can find the podcast, should I say, on at Love McGrath Pod. Uh, thanks every, ever so much for everybody for listening in. Even, even like when we don't put out a podcast, there's still loads of new listens every week. I, I can't get my head around it. It's brilliant. Um, and, and absolutely adore everybody, every one of you for doing that and for spreading the word. All the interaction on Twitter as well is fantastic. So keep it coming. Um, and all that's really left to say is We've got a t- uh, three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday and up the villa. Up the villa. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.